This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Today's episode of the Chase to Must podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Panko Chicken. The new Atlanta restaurant thrives off of a unique spin on Japanese and Western cuisine and is already racking up the awards, winning Best Selling Taste in the Taste of Atlanta Awards both in 2017 and 2018. So if you're in the metro Atlanta area and are wanting to try something new and good and delicious, go to Panko Chicken today and tell them that I sent you over. You'll be glad you did, I promise. Panko Chicken, where eats meets West. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. It is Thursday night. It is late, but one of my favorite wrestling minds, Andrea Hankst, is here. Andrea, it has been far too long for us to talk on a podcast. It has been. I'm very excited to be here. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> How have you been? You got a new job. You're now a junior editor at fansided.com. How is everything? Yeah, everything's going great. Uh, yeah, I'm a junior editor at Fansided now. Um, I'm trying to rebuild the pro wrestling division there, uh, you know, separate from, from what we kind of do with Daily, with, uh, Daily DDT, uh, like our own kind of pro wrestling stuff. So I'm trying to build that up and still kind of doing some, some NFL stuff in the periphery and, and uh, yeah. Kind of fun. <laughs> well, you wrote about this week's episode of both Raw and SmackDown, which was um, it's very rare in today's pro wrestling rants, pro wrestling landscape to enjoy both episodes in the same week. It's very hard to pull off, um, um, but yeah. I found myself enjoying both of them. Which, hey, you know, Bruce Pritchard, apparently the saving grace that WWE never knew they needed, but. Um, are, I have to first start off with this. Like, are we, is Raw and SmackDown both, are, are they both good now? I mean, I think that, you know, we're heading on the road to WrestleMania in general, then, you know, both Raw and SmackDown are kind of have more storylines, more sense of urgency. Like this is heading in a direction. It's literally on a road. And so there's a destination. Um, and so I think that this time of year is typically, uh, pretty fruitful for the WWE. They're coming off of that big slump that they'll experience every year, regardless of the quality of the product, because of 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 the NFL. Yeah, NFL season's over conveniently as as they're ramping up to get to WrestleMania. So I think that you know, generally this time of year, things get a little bit more interesting. Um, but this is this has been getting a lot better. And I think you know, there's there's a lot of uh, factors at play here. Uh, the WrestleMania thing, the fact that they're moving, you know. Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair between both SmackDown and Raw kind of makes things, makes both shows interesting in that way. Do you think that's a good thing, though? I think that's a good thing because it, it advances okay. the storyline. And I think that uh, with the crossover appeal they're trying to have with Ronda Rousey, the upcoming Fox deal, the fact that WrestleMania is designed to attract casual fans and not just the diehards. Mm-hmm that exposing what Ronda Rousey is up to, to as many people as possible is you know, smart business account. strategy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> today was, today was fascinating, wasn't it? What was that? <laughs> well, I will say this much. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of piggybacking on also what, what Dave Meltzer said on Twitter, mm-hmm. which is exchanges like this aren't going to happen between two people. So high profile and so key to WrestleMania and to WWE right now without approval up top. Uh, these are these, so these are conversations that they're being allowed to have with one yeah. another. And, and, you know, I, I understand the backlash of, of Rhonda using the, the, the F word fake uh, today, 
specifically uh-huh. talking I think Becky about. Becky used it, or like Becky got it, took umbrage of yeah. uh, her using it, and it was also just not a good look of her just like saying that her armbar is just too fake. It, it it's it's bizarre, and then the whole well, dick fake stuff is also... and everything. It's just nothing is working. Like what? Well, I just kept looking at this, and I'm like, why is Rhonda still tweeting? What? Is, she's not good on the mic. She's not good in tweeting. Are are we sure Rhonda is good? Maybe that's what I'm saying. I, I yeah, I think I think it, it, it works to an extent. I mean, I think it's really dangerous to use the word fake uh, when you're talking about pro wrestling and you're you're in the business. It's kind of a taboo word. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is something that's probably been agreed to. Everything here has been very tightly managed and tightly scripted uh, because they want to have this kind of go off well. There's a there's a there's a plan here leading into WrestleMania for Rhonda and Becky and Charlotte. And so I think maybe they're trying to blur some lines here uh, between what Rhonda did in the UFC and then people think wrestling is fake, so they think that Becky's arm bar is fake. And that can set up, you know, maybe, you know, Becky can legit break or hyperextend Rhonda's arm because, you know, I mean, her mom used to wake her up to that. It's not like Rhonda's, you know, could be like, oh, Wait, you know, what? She won't... you haven't read Rhonda Rousey's autobiography? I have not. Is that a thing? <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like she would wake her up and like choke holds and arm bars to like get her out of bed and, and get her alert. Because her mom was, was, a, uh. was a, an Olympic judo player as well. I mean, she was a huh. world-renowned judo player. Yeah, I didn't really so, know anything I mean, it's about it's Ronda just, Rousey before her in pro wrestling. I just, I don't, I'm not a UFC person and I just, I've not kept up with her story. So I did not know that. No, she's, she's, she's a fascinating person. Uh, in general, I do recommend reading her autobiography. Um, mm-hmm. But but I think that maybe they're trying to like blur some lines here between Ronda being a professional fighter and Becky always being a, a pro wrestler, like WWE wants to say, sports entertainer. So I think that mm-hmm. this is you know this is not just Ronda and Becky kind of going rogue on Twitter today out of nowhere. This is something that is designed to further the storyline, and it's very fascinating. It's fascinating stuff. I mean, it was. I mean, you, you you see like Twitter beefs all the time that get pretty heated, like real for real. And they they did a good job today. They did their job, which was to get attention. They got attention. It worked. Yeah, but it just it's I just it depends on like what you want out of this for Rousey. And I guess that's my biggest thing with this whole feud for the next couple months is that like, okay, so my prediction bef- like in the last two months. I mm-hmm. have been very adamant about my belief in Brock Lesnar and Charlotte Flair both walking out of WrestleMania with their titles and that that is oh. the direction that Vince wants to go. And I think there's a reason that um, Charlotte Flair beat Asuka last year at WrestleMania. I think there's a reason that the first thing that came out post-WrestleMania was the first all-female main event in WrestleMania history is going to be Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey. I think ultimately that is what Vince wants, but Becky Lynch shoehorned her way into this because she's just too big of a deal now to keep her out of that picture. And obviously they've changed their tune a little bit by giving her the Rumble win and all that other stuff. And that like, she is the hottest act in this company. So you just, you just sure. have to do it. It's there's some very Daniel Bryan stuff there, but at the same time, she's still a lot more heelish than Daniel Bryan. Like the way she's getting herself to cute and like her last, if you go back through like just her six month, uh, she's kind of tougher than Daniel Bryan as a character. I wouldn't say that she's more of a heel. She's I mean, I, I, I would say she's tougher than Daniel Bryan as a character. I wouldn't uh, say that she's more of a heel. I think okay. I mean, I, she's I, gotten herself to cute a lot. She's doing a lot of heelish stuff. She's beating people from behind. She's still a heel. Like that's the those thing. Those aren't like, heel behaviors. Heel. Those are stone cold Steve Austin behaviors. And they're trying to position. Yeah, but Becky. he wasn't unprovoked. He wasn't doing shady stuff that like she does. She still does some shady stuff. Yeah, she, she still was. whines. I, I I don't know. They're still Steve Austin was like a, a bona fide baby face because like there's a, there, I just don't feel comfortable like comparing the two yet. Cause I think she's less Steve Austin, more heel straight edge society, CM Punk. Like, I feel like mm. she is still a lot more when CM Punk was at his best as a heel than anything else. That's what she reminds me the most of. It's, mm. it does not give me a stone cold vibe to, at all. I, I never really oh. understood that. Really? I mean, she's getting let out in handcuffs and just limping to the ring, beating I like people. I mean, just... that's 100%. Yeah. Steve Austin. I mean, all she needs to do is spray people with a truck full of quinoa salad 
instead of beer. I mean, like, and they can they couldn't send it home. But she's doing that, it to herself. Like Steve that. Austin had like a reason. Like if you go back through, like why he was annoyed. Becky has a and, reason. Like, she doesn't trust the authority. She's seen what happened to Steve Austin. She's seen what happened to Nick Foley. But she's giving herself to She's doing things. She like, knows. She got banned. I don't know. I don't think her logic's sound. I don't love the Becky. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go back and listen to her promos, they're not the they're not the best. There, there's a lot of um, just there's some issues I have when I take notes watching these shows of like what Becky is saying and what her points are. Because look, okay. I love Becky Lynch. I just there is still just too much chicken shit heelish stuff with her. Like I just. I still can't. And the reason why that matters to me is like I just don't. Yeah, I just I don't know. I guess how sure are you that she's walking out as champion at WrestleMania? That that is my mm-hmm. biggest thing because if she is walking out as champion and they're going to transition to Raw is Becky Lynch's show post WrestleMania, then I think you can do that. But if your plan is still like, I guess we still just don't know what's going to happen with Ronda Rousey, which is interesting because the whole family stuff and everything else, which feels kind of gross to speculate as to whether or not she's going to start her family and how much is that going to like affect her career and all that kind of stuff. Right, like, because she can, that, but she can do whatever she wants. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah, but it does play a role in like how they book Becky and Charlotte, and they, it, it plays a role in how they book WrestleMania, and I'm just like. Do they want Ronda Rousey to be liked? Are they adjusting on the fly because Ronda is getting booed and fans are picking Becky over Ronda and Ronda's not responding well? But also, like, Ronda's being a, put in a position to fail because Ronda's worst attributes are talking and tweeting. And she's doing a lot of both right now. And then you have Charlotte who's getting inserted. But, like, I think that's my favorite part of this whole thing is that, like, they're doing something they never with, did with Roman Reigns. Remember, like, last year, like, the Roman Reigns versus Vince McMahon feud where you're just like, okay. Like, I I just, I can't suspend this much disbelief where it's like, you're really telling me that the biggest guy in the company isn't a Roman Reigns fan? Are we really doing this? Are we really trying to tell people that Roman Reigns doesn't like the authority figures in the WWE and they don't like him? We're we're doing this. But with Charlotte, they're like, Charlotte Flair, you're inserted into the match. And you're like, oh yeah, obviously she's gotten a billion title reigns already. She's female Triple H. It like, yes. She's been handed everything. And, yes. and then says that she hasn't been handed everything, which is perfect. Right. It's great. Which is the real yes. deal behavior and not Becky, by the way. Right. But no, no I think 100% both heels. Becky's <laughs> walking out with the belt at WrestleMania. 100%. Okay. 100%. 100%. That's strong. 100%. So you think I know that's a lot to say when, when, when card is subject to change, but I will say 100%. It would shock me if Becky and Seth both walk out as champion. It would really, really floor me. That is so anti-Vince on so many levels. I just, that's too much for me. I think maybe one. I'm I'm moving more towards one of, he's going to throw a bone to one of the two people, but both just seems like a lot. If he's not going to give Roman Reigns the ultimate rub at WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar, for him to do it against Seth Rollins is just... It's too much. I'd, and especially with the Roman Reigns stuff that we'll get into in a little bit. But um, I don't know. I think it's too wrestling fanny to, I don't know. <laughs> to Vince, believe Vince that was, Seth Rollins and Vince, Becky Lynch are both winning. Vince had Daniel Bryan run that crazy gauntlet and win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. And he had Brock Lesnar defeat the Undertaker's streak at WrestleMania. So mm-hmm. don't put anything past it. It is the biggest show of the year. And it's the big reset. And, uh, you know, there's a superstar shakeup coming the week after the Raw and SmackDowns after WrestleMania. So, I, you know, I, I, I have some thoughts. These are just my thoughts. I, I mean, it. it's pro wrestling, so it's not like we can sit here and analyze what's going to happen between the Rams and the Patriots. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Can we have a superstar shakeup when, like, a third of the roster is not even on a brand right now? Like, how does this work? Yeah, there's... Like what is like stockpiling, right? It's like they're waiting for the wrestling apocalypse and they're just like, I've got my wrestler bomb shelter full of wrestlers when there's a wrestler shortage, which there's not ever going to be, not right now. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, I guess they're they're just shelving wrestlers with contracts in order for competition to not have them. That's the best way that I could describe it. And it is a grueling house show uh, system and, and, and house shows are a lot of fun anyway. So, I mean, they are getting I've never been. You know, a Have lot of been? these guys we don't see on TV. Or, I haven't because I live in Chicago and they don't 
really run house shows in Chicago. If they're going to come mm-hmm. here, they're going to do Raw or SmackDown or a pay per view. But I really yeah, want to go to a house Atlanta. show because they're like they do that here. super fun. Yeah. Okay. Did you go to All In last year? I had tickets, but I had to miss it because I wasn't feeling well because I spent all weekend at StarCast <laughs> and I was exhausted. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Well, so let's, that's let's go the back convention like... around All In. But I watched, right. I, I, I bought it on. Fight. <laughs> gotcha. Um, and I gave my tickets to people who liked that, liked wrestling, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't scalp them. No, no, there's there's okay. a huge controversy about the scalping of tickets. Why? All in Why? Because a lot, you know, it's like how anything happens with big events, right? So scalpers like swoop in, snag up a ton of tickets, and then just like mark them up like insane. Insane. I mean, because uh, you know it's like yeah. a ten thousand seat show, and people were coming from all over the country and all over the world so they could mark that up. But let it be known. I did not scalp my tickets. (laughs) Okay. I wanted to go. I really did. Um, It's definitely one of those shows. And didn't they, are they struggling to get like the trademark for like all into it? Do they want to call it all out? And they're not getting those. Um, They're they're struggling with trademarks, I believe. Right. Double or nothing is in May on May 25th. And Mm -hmm. um, I guess all in two in the Chicago area, they want to call it all out. And they weren't denied their trademarks. They just filed the paperwork improperly, um, which is oh, a bummer. Gotcha, that, like there was okay. nobody who knew exactly what paperwork and stuff that they needed. But it's more like yeah. a procedural thing, and not that they've been mm. completely denied for for whatever reason. There, there's a there's a complication with there's one a of learning them. Curve. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's just that um, there was there was just like improperly submitted documents or insufficient documents or something. So they can just resubmit it and then it will probably get granted over time. Are you going to go double or nothing? I really, really want to. I've, you know, I've mm-hmm. never even been to Vegas in my life. So Neither like, have I. <laughs> so that was, yeah. So it's like, go to Vegas for like a weekend of pro wrestling. Uh, I would, I would love to, but like, no, those tickets are gone. <laughs> Hold on. And, Just, uh, my friend, Derek Montia, I believe is going to be there. Hit him up. Cool. He hosts the steel cage podcast. He's a very good friend of mine. He's fantastic. He, uh, I, I feel like he could find a way he'll be there for the whole thing. He is friends yeah. with those guys. Hit him up. Tell him I sit you over and see what happens. He might be able to, he might be able to facilitate. I, I'm putting him on the spot, but Derek. Sure, sure. I don't know. Yeah, no, if there you're was calling someone out to bet on, here. <laughs> yes, 100%. I'm going to do that. Um, Derek's good people, so I'm okay with that. Um, and cool. he knows those guys very well. Um, but I kind of want to circle away from AEW because until they run their first show, I'm trying to stay away from them because I can't talk more about Joey Janela and, uh, Sammy Guara and everything. Like, it's, <laughs> well, let's just see what happens. Like, we're, well, like, it's cool. Like, I'm excited. I will say, I'm, it, I'm but... very excited. Yeah. I'm, I'm yes. stoked. Like, I, I keep thinking, I'm just like, it's like dreaming about Christmas. It's like, what are the presents you're going to get? What are these presents you're going to get? And you just think about it, think about it. And it's like. I don't want to think about it too much because we still have like it's after WrestleMania. We've got a lot of time between now and Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> right. So we'll hold off on the AEW buzz, but Cody, if you want to come on the podcast, you're welcome anytime. Um, <laughs> Raw though, a show that I hate. Monday Night Raw sure. is a um, objectively bad show, and part of it <laughs> is that it is a three-hour program. And it is very difficult to cultivate a compelling three-hour pro wrestling show. It's it's very hard. Um, a three-hour any would, show every week? Are yes. you crazy? It's insane. And it's dumb. But my whole thing is Vince McMahon has never cared about that. That is not what he cares about. Do you <laughs> know what he sees? He sees in 2018 the WWE had the highest revenue they've ever had as a company. Mm-hmm. They... So the way to look at Raw and look at the main shows, and this is like, this is my probably my hottest take that I'm I'm writing a big piece on this, Andrea. Um, okay. I am my biggest wrestling hot take is I would if I was like the the pro wrestling czar or I was the the WWE czar is I would cancel Raw and SmackDown today. Like go ahead and cancel yeah. it because if you want to help everything, like with the amount of talent that they have. What do we love? We love the main shows. We love TakeOver. We love the pay-per-views. What if we just got rid of all of this weekly just drivel? 
and just I never had to see Jinder Mahal ever again. Like, what if that was yeah. like part of my weekly? Like, like, we just knew that wrestling was only like a once or twice a month deal, depending on the takeover that's going on or the main pay per view. That's my biggest thing because a three hour wrestling show. I've seen so much Braun Strowman and Baron Corbin and the Revival and the B Team and just so many Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush. There's just so much of things that I, I just don't need to see. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder every week now. Like there's there's sure. just a lot that they have to throw on there because it's well, three hours to fill and it's bad. Well, and it's okay to say it's bad because it's really hard to make it compelling for three hours. And he doesn't have to change anything because Vince McMahon is making more money than ever. He has no competition. He doesn't have to worry about bad ratings because he's still raking in an insane on. He just opened his own football program. It's coming in 2020. Like part of what they're doing with the XFL that came out today is they're like trying to make it so that these guys don't want to jump to the NFL because they have so much money in the bank. Like he is fine. He doesn't care. Like he has no reason to be like, you know what? We're dropping this to two hours to make this a better show, even though I'll make significantly less money. No, he'll never do it because he'll make always. He, he it's just it's not in his nature. He's like what seventy five. Vince McMahon is never doing that. Raw can never be good as long as Vince McMahon is alive. That is my biggest hot take. I think. Okay, so there's a lot to unpack here. First off, the WWE wouldn't be making the revenue that they're making without television because they get a lot of money from from mm-hmm. USA Network, and they're about to get a lot of money from Fox. So that's out of right. the question. The other I things know. that you're complaining about regarding Raw and SmackDown, yes. Raw doesn't need to be three hours long. The Monday Night Wars are over. Like, I don't understand that after they went back to two hours, they decided to reverse course and then turn it back to three. Three hours is too much. SmackDown is a much better paced show. That being said, the complaints that you have about Lashley and Jinder Mahal, you would care more about Lashley and Jinder Mahal if they were characters that you wanted to care about. And that's the other problem. The problem is character development. It's not Bobby Lashley's fault, the person, that that's what the character is. Well, they're both that's bad wrestlers. Given. That matters. And <laughs> it doesn't really matter in the WWE. Bad wrestling matters if you're in Major League Wrestling or if you're in AEW or if, if even if you're in Impact. Bad wrestling doesn't entirely matter. It still doesn't entirely matter because you can tell a physical okay. story without having to do too much in the ring. And and you mm-hmm. can make a compelling character out of that. I mean, people cared about Ryback for a really long time. I'm sorry, Ryan Ryback. Oh, I I'm still sorry. love Ryback. I'm I still a Ryback love Ryback. Person, for no, sure. like, come on, feed me more. But like, so so your beef is not really necessarily with television. And I will say, I would die without wrestling television. I grew up on WCW really? Saturday night, six oh five p.m. Eastern time on TBS. I lived for that. I lived for when Nitro happened. I grew up on WCW NWA. And then I got into Raw. I obsessed over the fact that I could get late nights once a week, ECW TV. Uh, I lived off ECW. If I can't have wrestling TV, I don't, I don't understand. And also Vince will not make that money hand over fist without television. The problem that you're seeing is you are burnt out by bad stories and bad characters. Yes. That's what I'm getting from this. And that is true. It's exhausting. But at the same time, you, you know, I can't stop watching because maybe sometimes, maybe it'll get better. And sometimes it does. Like now on the road to WrestleMania, yes. you know, like for example. Week. Yeah, like this week. So what did you like about so, Raw this week outside of Batista's sunglasses and matching? <laughs> the Batista thing was great because it was such a swerve. Because we all thought mm. either Becky was going to get away from the police and put Ric Flair in an arm bar to try to like blackmail Stephanie McMahon and Charlotte into getting her into the main event or that Rhonda, because she was begging Stephanie earlier in the night to put Becky back into that match, that she would put Ric Flair into an arm bar. So I thought that was really a really, really clever uh, swerve uh, to, to, the, to what we all kind of expected to happen on Raw this week. Um, obviously Roman Reigns coming back was the thing. I mean, you know, late last week. Was it week, though? Yes, I feel like Batista's YouTube video isn't he getting more hits? I want I want to say that WWE YouTube channel has Batista's segment getting more views than Roman Reigns. Sure, people is. are excited about that, but people people are excited about that, but people care about Roman Reigns. Do they? Yes. Okay. Do you care about the Roman Reigns character being back? 
That's what I'm yes. saying. Yes, I do. Yes, I care I about do Roman Reigns I being healthy. That... I am glad he's healthy. I want him to be well. Um, uh, he's a star. I, he's a star. Nah, he's like a John he? Cena star. He he kind of no. is. I mean, he is a larger than life. Oh, listen. No. What we all rejected was he being pushed too soon by Vince McMahon. Yes. But the Shield Roman Reigns. Didn't we all love him? Didn't we all no. believe that with him? Oh, really? No. Because I recall everybody loving Roman. That was not And me. Was to not hate that. a wrestler, and to hate a wrestler that much is to hate his character. And if you care about something that much, the flip side of that, like I wrote in my column today, is that you actually care for them. You don't, you care about this enough to boo him and freak out about Roman Reigns. That means you care about him. And therefore, he's a human being who had leukemia. And he right. beat it for the second time. That's awesome. And, you know, sure. and, and, and we learned, and I think some people who didn't like Roman Reigns kind of learned about taking him for granted as a character and a performer uh, and see, not that's thinking about tricky. him as a human being. Well, like, yes. See, that's what makes this all very difficult and uncomfortable because like, um, he was just booked so badly for five years. I mean, he was on the verge of breaking Hulk Hogan's record. Um, he was going to main event the most WrestleManias consecutive, consecutively since Hulk Hogan. Like, that's insane. That's not like, his Roman fault. Reigns that's does not deserve that spot. He earned it True. Somehow. It's not his fault. He didn't earn it, but it's it's not his fault. Those are two separate things. Like, he's not good enough to, do that, to be in that spot. Like, even John Cena, The Rock, none of those people. CM Punk, they never got that opportunity. Daniel Bryan, whoever. Um, Daniel Bryan got that opportunity. It, it, he won the belt. Well, I'm saying he's not going, he's not made of it in going on last for five consecutive WrestleManias. Like, that's not happening. Um, Roman Reigns is getting that because Roman has a look. He has a, like, even Randy Orton doesn't even get that. But um, <laughs> it's it's not his fault, which is what I agree with. And I feel like if I met Roman, I would like him as a human being. It's just, he's always been misbooked. I think he's a quiet guy. I think he's not a personality type. I think he's always been put in a position where he's sure. been pushed to talk. And he's not a talker. Sure. Like everything I sure. watch with him, I'm like, this dude's not comfortable in the limelight. That's just never been who he is. Like he's a quiet guy. And he's that's okay. Shy. He's kind of like bashful yes. and like, yes. and like sensitive. And it's not right. a bad thing I to have agree this big, all muscular, beautiful, handsome man be like sensitive and, and, and cool. Right. And then they have him talk sure. to John Cena and drop a bunch of curse words. And it's just like, it always has felt disingenuous with him where you're sure. like, God, like it's not his fault. He's going out there doing what they're telling him to do, but he's mm-hmm. just been booked so poorly for five years that like, I, I'm just, an, I'm concerned where this is all going. And I mean, Raw, it's not going to hurt Raw because I don't know if you've been watching uh, Andrea, but uh, Raw the last six months, I, not great uh, without Roman Reigns. I watch Raw so I don't every think it would hurt week. Anything, like, so. yeah. I, I don't, I don't skip Raw. Like it's, it, I mean, it's like an addiction, I guess. <laughs> like so you know I will that, mute like, Monday Roman Night Reigns Football back and fine. like have Raw on the main TV <laughs> right and you know that like Roman Reigns absence did not hurt Raw or it did not help either way like I just <sighs> I think it hurt so Raw because I don't feel comfortable because like I talking think... about it in this way because he's because it was a health thing and it was serious and I want Roman Reigns to be healthy yeah. I want him to live a happy healthy life but at the same time if you're telling me that I enjoyed the Roman Reigns character from the last five years, no. Am I concerned that Vince is going to push him to the moon for the next seven years on Raw? Yes. Because I don't trust the way they book Roman Reigns, and I don't want Raw to be about Roman Reigns. for The the, the character that I know, I I don't want that. I, I'm, I'm good. And he wasn't even a good wrestler for the last year. If you go back through a lot of his matches, like that Samoa Joe Roman Reigns main event from last year, it was so bad. We, we just... It, it's just... It's tough. It's really, really tough. And I don't want to go down this road in week one, but I'm just, it's a wait and see with Roman Reigns. And I just, I'm concerned. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned. I think, um, I think that I, at least for me, my, my beef with Roman Reigns was not that he was pushed the way he was pushed. It was when he was pushed because it was clear that at some point, Roman Reigns is going to be the man. At some point, they were going to let him beat Brock Lesnar. He was going to be the universal champion, and it would be done with. And and that's another thing that just needs to be done with. I was I'm I'm, I'm exhausted of Brock Lesnar, but 
Wait, you're abs- you're exhausted of someone who's around seven times a year, but you're not exhausted of the Roman Reigns character? Yes, of course. A champion who doesn't show up, who has a belt and is, is, is he exhausted. He threw the belt at Vince McMahon after WrestleMania last year, and Vince called him an asshole, and he kept walking through. Brock yeah, Lesnar is a champion. It's my it's champion. <laughs> all right, all right. I see we have very diverging opinions. (laughs) I just respect Brock Lesnar being like, you need me more than in like just him using his leverage to an insane degree. And like Brock Lesnar knows that like I was talking to Eric Brady about this last week. Like once he's done with wrestling in UFC, we're never seeing him again. Like that's it. He's he's not going back to his his rant on the Canadian border. That's it. (laughs) It was stable. It was all good. Yeah, he's gone forever. Like, we're just never going to see Brock Lesnar again. So he's just doing everything in his power. He's like, I'm good. I'm more than okay to go back to the ranch and never see any of you people ever again. But if you want me sure, around... Sure, he's made a lot a of boost, money. <laughs> like, well, if you go back through the Raw ratings, he's a boost. So, like, Brock Lesnar is a much bigger draw than Roman Reigns. Brock Lesnar should beat Roman Reigns every single time because Roman Reigns will never be the draw that Brock Lesnar is. Brock Lesnar, everybody knows who that is. When he tries, like Brock Lesnar, Finn Balor was great. AJ Styles, CM Punk, like when he's motivated, he's still a very good champion. And I would much rather see Brock Lesnar at his best than Roman Reigns at his best every single time. Because I think he's better. He's more enjoyable. He's more interesting. All the, like, it's just he's never there, which is a problem. And it's, I'm not going to jump at him for it because he's like, no, I'm good. I'm old. I'm going to rest. I, uh, I'm i going to cash out um, these years of um, working for both the WWE and the UFC. And um, eventually, in the next couple of years, this will be over. Like, he knows he's got, like, a shelf life. This is ending in the next couple of years. Oh, yeah. And he's – I, I just I don't – I can't life. boo him. Allegedly. He's, he's doing the right thing. I don't know. I think we have different ideas of what's best for business. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes a good podcast, Andrea. Is oh, yeah, that it does. Very diverging opinions on uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Among I other agree. things. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, do we at least agree that Batista is fantastic and Batista is also a bigger draw than Roman Reigns? Can we agree on that? I, I will say this. I, the, the time that I stopped watching pro wrestling just like entirely, I wasn't around television long story. Um, basically I went to a hippie college back in the day. Um, so I didn't like see the real, like the Batista, like when he was huge, like when he was super popular, when all the Batista stuff. And so when he would come back, once I started watching it, I was just like, Oh, one of those like muscle HGH dudes, Vince's guys, tan, you know, look a clay on the microphone but i'm i'm in i i've i've turned around on batista um i'm i'm excited i i know exactly where this is going i mean it's going to a match with triple h at, at wrestlemania 35 which means that uh triple h's torn pectoral is healing up faster than expected so that's good because uh, you can't have a wrestlemania triple h can't have a wrestlemania without triple h you know what i'm saying so yeah, hey, that's good. So and I think this would have the been like the there's... first. I, wouldn't this have been the first Triple H John Cena um, absence of WrestleMania for like fifteen years or something like that? I think it was something crazy. There might not be a like. There, there might not be an Undertaker match. How long has it been since Undertaker hasn't wrestled at WrestleMania? Well, he you shouldn't have been saying? wrestling for years now. <laughs> I, I dig that, but you know what I'm saying? Like this, yes. this might be. A, no Undertaker match here, which is crazy. It's got to be, right? So, like, it's it. Like, there's no way he's wrestling this year. There's no way. He's appearing at StarCast, and Vince isn't yeah. particularly happy about it, so I don't know. Um, but going back to uh, Triple H and, and Batista, so obviously that's where that match is headed. It's nice that there's a story going on with it. It's not yes. just like, like, you know, what happened back at, at SmackDown 1000, where it was a little awkward, and Batista was like, you never beat me one-on-one. And then last year... they never year, came back where, to it. Yeah, they never came back to it, because they've been building it. They didn't want to call... They're calling Well, they've been building it. it. They just literally just moved on. And I think it was because they didn't know if Triple H was going to be healthy. And now we know yeah. that Triple H yeah, can work. Yeah, because Triple H like, got, I think that's got all hurt that was. At, at Crown Jewel <laughs> or whatever. 
Um, and, and so, yeah, that now they know he can go so they can do it. And then it also calls back to what happened last year going into WrestleMania season when it was Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle versus Triple H and Stephanie. And initially it was going to be Batista and Ronda Rousey. Yeah. And then they stopped returning Batista's phone calls and then they went with Kurt Angle. So there's Which even makes that little even better. to it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think Which there's a story insane. to it. Which is insane. Like, so, why would so, you ever want Kurt Angle over uh, Batista in any kind of category in today's... Because he's an Olympian, and Ronda Rousey was also in the Olympics, and so you have that tie-in. And then they were having the yeah. tension between Kurt Angle, the Raw GM, versus the Authority, so it all worked out in that yeah. way. It, it, it made sense. It made sense, continuity-wise, but it was kind of slapdash. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know... It, Wait, can, it I, is nice can, I, can I throw something at you real quick? About sure. Kurt Angle? Sure. So Kurt Angle, this week on Raw, yeah. Um, yeah. he won his match. You saw that, correct? I did see that. He was called out by Jinder because he wanted to fight somebody who was invited to Ric Flair's party because <laughs> he wasn't. Right. Great. Yes. Um, that's the last time we're going to talk about Jinder Mahal on this podcast. I have a very strict <laughs> uh, no Jinder Mahal policy on this podcast. Under any I'm going to talk about Jinder one more second. All those years when he was in the three-man band and people had all those signs that said, don't hinder gender, it turns out you could have hindered gender. He didn't have to be the champion. <laughs> Maybe hinder gender, yes. <laughs> yes, please do. Hinder him enough <laughs> where he can go work in Impact Wrestling where he belongs for the next 10 years. Um, Impact is Kurt good, Angle. by the way. <sighs> Isn't Austin Aries coming back this week? Or did he come back? Hey, Marcy. Did he come back tonight? I feel like that was a thing. Yeah. Friday night. Um, Friday night. They're on Friday night. Friday night. It moved. That's right. Um, That's good. Shout out to Austin Aries, my guy for life. Um, No. So Kurt Angle, his last WWE television match that he won, ECW. Yeah. Brawler. How insane is that? Yeah. It's like like nine years ago. It's been like eight and a half years or something. It's like 10 years almost. I think it's 10. Yikes. That's, that's amazing though. I mean, I mean, I don't think right? he did spend all those years in, 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 in I don't know. I, I saw that though, but... and I, I was just like, what? And yeah. That, that makes sense. But I was like, oh my God, that just, we're getting old. And I remember that match too, yeah. which is even worse. And, yeah. I, and you know what? I was a huge Kurt Angle ECW bark. I love that. That oh sure, him. that was that was good for him. And will I let's let's call back to Roman Reigns on this. And and people hate him, but they love to hate him, right? The you suck that people used to yell at Kurt Angle because they really thought he sucked. Now they yell you suck at him because it's a term of endearment and nostalgia. So just keep that in mind when you think about Roman Reigns and the way that fans react to him. Just just put that. In I will little, not because um, put that in Kurt vault. Angle was put it in the vault. Sh- <laughs> no, I won't because Kurt Angle earned it. Kurt Angle was a really good television character in the early 2000s. Like if you go back and watch a lot of his character work, Kurt Angle was hilarious. Oh, I know. Like oh yeah. Who he is now is insane because I don't think he's a real person. Like there's something different. Like watch a Kurt Angle backstage segment from last year when he was Raw GM and then go watch Kurt Angle in 2002. These are, those are different people. I don't know how to explain He's, it. They are different people. It's because they are different people. He had so many yeah. issues with addiction and yeah. uh, driving drunk and arrest and all kinds. I mean, his, his, his life really fell apart for a while. So, yeah. yeah, he is a different person. Everything is different for him from between now so and then. Good. Everything changed. Yeah, but I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot, there was a lot going on with him <laughs> between right. then and now. Yeah. True. But no, you keep going back like Roman Reigns, Jinder Mahal, Andrea. We have to work on all of this. I did not know it's, we had this I, much pro wrestling work today. I don't enjoy watching segments with Jinder Mahal, but I can. Do you enjoy Roman Reigns segments? I, I I sort of do. I mean, I sometimes don't, okay. and I but I but I I can intellectualize intellectualize why I don't and why it has nothing to do with Roman Reigns and 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 how and more to do with how the character is presented. I mean, it takes a lot of work to not only get to the WWE, but stay there. I mean, you're working 300 out of 365 days a year. You're traveling constantly. The the demands on your body, your health, your time, your family life, all of these things. Uh, you know, you're, you're, you're not an employee. You're a contractor. You, you aren't in a union. You don't have guaranteed health care. 
uh, all of these things are really difficult. And so even for these guys like Zack Ryder or guys that we don't even see on TV very often, like Tyler Breeze, I mean, they're working and they're, they're That's striving to do something. by the way. Shout it out is. to Tyler Breeze, but one of my favorites. Shout out to Tyler Breeze. He follows me on Twitter. Hi, Tyler. He follows me um, too. Hi, Tyler. Yeah. Hi, Tyler. Um, you know, all of these guys work really hard, you know, and, and whether or not they're given the creative leeway to be the best versions of themselves or whatever the situation is, they are there for a reason. And it's really hard mm-hmm. to be there and get there and stay there. And so I just, you know, I sort of have respect for all of them for who they are. And so I can't just say somebody is trash. I mean, people screw up people. There are people who maybe should be there. I, Tamina, I, I, I don't get, I don't get the point of Tamina. Uh, there, you know, there, there's, yeah. I, I feel like Leo Rush is getting a short end of the stick as you know, cause he's an extraordinarily yeah. talented performer and he got that opportunity against Finn Balor this week and got to showcase himself a little bit. Um, you know, so there, there are things that are being mishandled and things that aren't unnecessary or whatever, but at the same time, like you can hate what they do with Jinder Mahal, but you can't sit here and be like, I hate Jinder Mahal. Cause you don't know who Jinder Mahal is there. He's whoever they want you know, want him to be. I mean, I hate him as a wrestler and a character. I, I think that's more than enough. I think he, like him getting sure. a WWE title reign was one of the most insane things of all time. Like him yeah, being Shinsuke it, Nakamura and Randy the Orton. Weirdest, it just, Oh God. It's an era that I just never thing, get though, over. The weirdest thing about the gender thing was that the WWE was, you know, they're they're doing this big expansion to India. They're soon going to open a performance center in India. And that was like their big foray into that. So they're like, we're going to have gender be champion. And then we're going to do this show in India. And then even before, then they had gender lose the title even before they did the show in India. So it's just like, yeah. what were you even doing? Well, you I know, like they, they didn't get through. They were just like, yeah, but right? put like title on Indian guy. Up. We're going to India. He's going to grab the brass ring in, in Vince parlance. And it's just like, you can't just slap a title on somebody because you want people to like you in India. Yeah. That doesn't um, make any it sense. Turns out, so, uh, just handing stuff like that to people who are not good at their job is uh, hey, it's not great. Hey, like, I mean, we've learned this sometimes. Yeah. He's, he's just mm. not good. Like, Ginger might be a great guy. I like I'll, none of this is personal, and that's the biggest thing here. Is like none of my critiques of any of this stuff is personal. Like, sure, sure. I think Roman Reigns is a great father. Like all that kind of stuff. Like I want him to be healthy. Like Ginger Mahal, don't know him personally. I just know his. He seems like he has a great sense of humor. Wrestle. Yeah, yeah. It, maybe he's just terrible at his job. That's all I'm saying. He's terrible <laughs> at his job. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you're given a terrible job to do, though. So it's like, no, you know, nope, it's, like, it's on gender. It's, it's six of this, half dozen of the other, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, so what's interesting to me is I fantasy booked um John Cena and where he was going to be at WrestleMania because he's just in this weird supernova extraverse and pro wrestling right now where it's like you don't know when he's going to be there you're like you don't know what brand he's on you don't really know what his purpose is at this point like he's just an ambassador and he'll pop in when he needs to but at the same time i was like there's still just some there's just too much value for using him at a pro wrestling just you you need him in some sort of fashion because like there's that that door is going to close soon in the next couple years like you're just not gonna be able to use him for anybody anymore and he's become like the gatekeeper kind of where he had that match with rusev the miz and marie's mm-hmm. and he'll he's doing less of the the rock type stuff the last time he made a bit of wrestlemania was the rock and that was a long time ago now. Like it's years have passed and John Cena is no longer on the forefront of this company. And that's yeah. um, not great for them. But at the same time, like they still have him in their corner because he's very loyal to this company, everything they did for him. So yep. I've just been trying to figure out like, how do you fit him in? And my biggest thing was like in the last couple of months was like, you know, if I would have been given the creative control, I would have had him not when the rumble because i would have done orton styles at the rumble uh, i would have done orton styles at wrestlemania for the world title had orton win the the rumble and styles beat brian and them just doing that at mania and then you want cena randy orton versus aj styles to be a wrestlemania match you want that 
Oh, absolutely. The the lifelong <laughs> WWE guy versus the Impact guy, like that would have been incredible. I would have been one hundred percent. Like just seeing, it would have been so great. An RKO out of a Styles Clash or a phenomenal forearm. Yeah, for sure. You can have that be a match. I just don't understand why it needs to be for titles. I don't know why that has to be a big. Re- I, I, I I don't know. I like. Hold Randy on. What's Orton. a bigger like match? AJ what's going to bring in more casuals? R- Randy Orton versus AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston? Listen, maybe Randy Orton <laughs> versus AJ Styles brings in more casuals, but it's Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston that's going to make them casuals sit, sit at the edge of their seat and care. Boom. Uh, we'll you know see. I'm right. If, uh, you know I'm right. Um, Not if it's on the pre-show. Oh, yeah. Daniel Bryan <laughs> versus Kofi Kingston is going to be on the pre-show. <laughs> I think it's opening. I think oh, if I had to bet, if I had to bet what opens WrestleMania, that's what's It's that's the Cruiserweight Championship that opens WrestleMania. Either that or the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's what No, I mean, like, not like pre-show. the pre-show, but like the first match on the main card is going to be the WWE World title match. Yeah, and it's going to blow everybody away and get the crowd extraordinarily hot for what happens the rest of the night. And so they sit on their hands for Batista Wait, are they all going to be super excited about Daniel Bryan tapping out Kofi? Like, why would that put them on the edge of their seats and get them all excited? Because Kofi's going to win them. He's not winning at WrestleMania. No, don't do this, Andrea. I don't know. Card's subject to change. Card's subject to change. It was supposed to be Kevin Owens. It was supposed to be Kevin Owens. Against Brian at WrestleMania and Kofi at Fastlane, they switched it because the crowd cares. So just keep in mind, just like Becky I'm Lynch. I'm not disagreeing with that, yeah. Just I, like CM Punk, um, just like Daniel Bryan himself. Here's my issue, is um, Vince McMahon does not have a great history with uh, black champions. It, it's not good. True. If you go back through the list. No. It's not great. And, and it's like um, a daily DDT. They've been, they, they've been doing a lot of work on, on unsung uh, black wrestlers and why Vince has been so reluctant to uh, have black champions. So just, just a little plug for my, my cohort. No, absolutely. And, it's true. <laughs> and that's something you have to factor in here. Like that's just yeah. part oh, of yeah. it. Like, I, mean, I love Kofi Kingston. Booker I, T. I just, and, yeah. yeah. Booker T lost clean to triple H at the one time. Like there was no reason for Booker T to lose that match. Absolutely. Yeah, none. No, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and, and yes, they do not have a good track record with, with black world champions in particular. Black singles champions, I mean, you could have an intercontinental belt. You could have the U.S. title or whatever, but world champion. But, you know, who knows? I mean, I, you know, I just, aren't we Vince all so excited that Bruce Pritchard is back? <laughs> I'm, I'll change my mind when Vince is no longer seeing things. He's, sure. I, like, if there's one thing I know, it's white 75-year-old billionaires. Um, they, they don't really change their tune as they get older. They, I feel like they're more they're, of who they already are. I mean, there's a certain there's a certain person in the WWE Hall of Fame, you right? Know? Yes. Yeah, yeah so a certain just, person's wife is on that certain person's staff. So, right. So right. I just, I, it, you're asking me to suspend a lot of disbelief for me to believe that Vince McMahon is handing the the keys to SmackDown to Kofi Kingston. Like, I fair enough. I, but pro wrestling is about suspension of disbelief. True, for sure. Like I want it to happen because I ultimately think the Daniel Bryan heel stuff has a shelf life, and it's getting very oh yeah comic oh, yeah. and sh- it, it, it's just you don't want to see this for six months. That said, I think part of him coming back and them using him the way they are, and him beating AJ at the Rumble, I think he's getting a long reign. I think AJ, I mean, uh, I think Bryan's keeping it until he drops it to AJ, and AJ is going to be wearing that title on fox news and fox and friends this fall like <laughs> oh god now that's you're happening. like now i'm gonna have an like an aneurysm you're just like galactic brain right there good job i'm just i'm telling you that's his oh, game is aj's getting the belt back in the fall. you're you're not wrong now now i'm just like oh god now i see the long-term picture <laughs> that's do awful. you see like he's gonna be on first things first you're going to see him talking to Skip Bayless with the belt on his shoulder. Like, you're, that's uh, happening. Can't we just have, like, Andrade win the belt and he can hang out with Rick Bayless instead? That would no. be cool. No. He gets the U.S. title. I hope you enjoy uh, that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, you're getting AJ and Ronda Rousey 
on SmackDown this fall. That's what's happening. Yeah. They're the they're yeah. the faces. They're going to be the Fox faces. They're going to be the ones that get the commercials. Like, it, it, it just you have to factor in that stuff. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's a lot of money, and that's that's a lot of investment. And I'm sure that Fox has a lot. I, I wouldn't say a lot of say, but they definitely have some say, some pull on what WWE is going to be doing, at least with their Fox yes. programming. So, so I definitely USA see has that. a bunch of pull. Like, if you look at, I forgot what her name is, who the top um, lady is at USA, who has a bunch of pull in the USA programming. I, I know that she has a big say in what goes on Monday Night Raw and now SmackDown. Sure. But um, I, I just, yeah, AJ just has all the makings of getting the keys handed to him in the fall. Like, I think they're keeping the title off him for now. And they're going to reinsert him back into the face that runs the place on SmackDown, especially because the rumor is they want SmackDown to be the sports show, basically, where it's all about the wrestling and ring and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think Ronda makes sense on SmackDown anyway, and they're going to make it about like the the blend between I like you could see uh, not Goldberg, but um, who would be who's the other commentator that could uh, has the background in not Sonin? Who was rumored to get like a SmackDown Mauro Mauro Ronaldo? Yeah, you could see they're, that they're, maybe because they're they're uh, uh, reportedly they're going to be slowly phasing out Michael Cole and and perhaps yeah. Mauro get kind of pumped up in that role or I don't I mean yeah I don't know. I mean, uh, but I yeah, just, I mean, it's, I, it's I a think very about good all this point stuff. that I the, love the, the this Fox stuff. deal, yeah, has a lot, it does kind of influence things. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm going to bet on Fox picking AJ and Ronda Rousey. That's my best bet, is uh, Vince being like, uh, I'll put the title back on AJ in the fall. Because I, you know what I know they don't want is hippie Daniel Bryan uh, holding the title this fall. I, I don't think that's on their agenda to put on uh, first things first. I, I don't it's think a that's something that they want. It's a beautiful belt, though. It's a beautiful It belt. is. Organic mm. hemp and recycled wood <laughs> <laughs> and, like, little, like, chipped-up pieces of turquoise or something that's in there. I don't know. It's good. It's funny because uh, this guy I used to know in, like, the indie wrestling scene when I was a lot younger, uh, Drew, now he, like, went on from, like, being in the scene and, like, uh, being, like, a booker and, a, and a, like, a ring announcer and a commentator and a manager and stuff like that, and now he makes belts. He makes a bunch of belts for the WWE. He makes belts for all kinds of different promotions, and he made that belt too. So, hey, what's up, Drew? <laughs> Drew Lazar. That's awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Drew. It's a good Drew belt. and, 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 and Latrobe. Drew and Latrobe. Shout out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think John Cena has a match? Because my biggest thing, I just got sidetracked there, but sure. essentially, I would have booked. Cena versus Lesnar and Orton versus AJ as my two big headliners um, for WrestleMania this year, along with Becky versus um, Rousey. But I and Asuka, poor Asuka, just yeah. there's no answer here. Like they're polling fans now, just like, who do you want to see Asuka face? And I'm like, oh, it doesn't matter because she's going to be the pre show. So, yeah. um, Mandy. she's been screwed. It's Mandy next week. It's Mandy. Oh, I love Mandy Rose, by the way. Like, her performance I, I, in the Elimination okay. Chamber was incredible. She no, is I, I great. agree. Her I and agree. Sonya, all about it. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I agree, and I'm definitely about Sonya. Um, going to John Cena, I have to think that he's going to have a match because last year he, quote-unquote, didn't have a match, and he was like going to watch WrestleMania as a spectator yeah. in the crowd because we all knew that the match with The Undertaker was going to happen, and then it did happen. So we can't have Undertaker this year, obviously, and we might not have Undertaker at all. So, but we can't have Cena just being like, I'm going to sit in the audience for real again this time this year. Um, but right now, uh, with obviously Triple H going to be dealing with Batista, there's no logical place to put him into Seth Rollins and Brock. There's no logical, because he's not going to be around enough to create a storyline, you know? Yes. Um, so, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, like, Loose Cannon, Dean Ambrose is like, I'll fight you. I, I don't know. So, I mean, th there has to be some sort of role, of course, for John Cena, regardless. But I just, I can't imagine them trying sad. to do the same thing they did last year. But I also, right now, can't figure out a match for him. And I'm not saying that it won't happen. I mean, they could. I have a match Because the in, initial plan was 
the initial plan was Lars Sullivan. They were going to build yeah. a huge program between Lars and him, but Lars is dealing with some personal issues. And so we have to kind of wait on that. So I don't know, but maybe, maybe Alistair Black. I, I mean, no, that's too soon. I, that would feel too soon and too weird. I don't think any of the NXT guys need to be on WrestleMania card. I would keep that away. I mean, you know if I had would to throw anybody cool, out, it'd be Samoa would be like, Joe. Joe would be great. I think like, Joe needs something. And if Joe got a big win against Cena at Mania, that would go a long way because he had the the year from hell because Samoa Joe is done. Sure. Like he's the one who, if I was uh, Samoa Joe, I would have asked for my release yesterday because he had his moment. It's gone because he, he called out Roman last year. And if you go back through his 2018, like he got the main event at a pay-per-view. Like he made an event at a pay-per-view yeah. against Roman Reigns and he lost and it was a dumpster fire. And then he feuded with AJ Styles for months and he should have gotten the title then. Like I would have given him the title with how that feud was No, he going. should have he should have won that title during that AJ Styles stuff and I don't know why they didn't pull that trigger because that was stupid. I don't either. He should have had the title. But yeah. he didn't. And that was his best shot. Like he had a year where he feuded with AJ and Roman Reigns for the majority of his year. Like you're never going to have another like, run like, like that. Psychological stuff with it and everything. Like, it I was, know. It was you don't have to sell me. I love Samoa Joe. Yeah. I love Samoa Like, Joe. a couple yeah. weeks ago, like, the way he just roasted Jeff Hardy and everybody on SmackDown. Like, Samoa Joe is fantastic. Um, I just, I hope he leaves and goes to AEW because it, it's over, Joe, um, if you're listening. Like, there's not going to be a better avenue for you to succeed in duty than what you had in 2018. Um, but I would still do that. I, if I was booking Cena at this point, like, if I had to pick something, I'd be like, all right, let's do Samoa Joe <laughs> versus Cena. But I, I would think, also have I done Cena Lesnar. Maybe Cena could just like handpick somebody like, like maybe Cena could, I, I, I don't know, Mustafa Ali because like Ali got mm. injured and then Kofi yeah. took that spot. And then Cena comes in huh. being like Mr. Respect and putting over young talent and being like, I'm you know, Mr. WrestleMania. Like, I want you to have that spot that you should have because Kofi yeah. is in that WrestleMania spot. So I think maybe that's something that would be like some goodwill John Cena stuff. What if they did, and stay with me here for a second, Andrew. Sure. What if they did, for the first time ever, John Cena versus Randy Orton on a pay-per-view? First time you ever. You just want Randy Orton at WrestleMania. <laughs> you just need Randy Orton on that WrestleMania card. I get it. I get it. You like, you, you like, you like Randall Kenneth Orton. You like the I Randall do. Kenneth Orton. <laughs> I am a fan. Um yeah, let's do that. What if that's the last match in the pay-per-view this year? What if we did, we close WrestleMania with Orton versus John Cena for the first time ever? <laughs> oh, you'd have a lot of unhappy fans in the stands. End of an that's era. I would say. End of an era. <laughs> oh, it would be an end that. of, there would be an ending. Yes. <laughs> and then Batista comes out and hugs them both and they do yeah, the Shawn Michaels, Triple yeah. H. Sure. Thing. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think that's what I do. I think we're yeah, and then they all get in the ring, and they were like, "LOL, China's not actually part of DX. She's not in the Hall of Fame after all." And uh, there is, yeah, I that's just a podcast for another day. I still have a lot yeah. of thoughts on the China stuff, but um, that's, yeah, me that's too. A podcast I, for I love day. China. Bottom line is, I love China. So I think we all do. I think it's just the yeah. the just the different layers of Triple H and Stephanie and like there's just so many different layers there um, that yeah. I'm fascinated by. But that's a yeah. that's another podcast. The last thing I want to ask you though, um, sure. Seth Rollins, we have not talked about much because he has been hurt. He's not wrestling right now. We he's fallen kind of on in the background with Roman Reigns coming back and everything. And you're like, okay, so he's still the guy facing Brock Lesnar in the biggest match at WrestleMania. Are we sure he's going on last? Do we, what would you bet on going on last? Do you think it's Lesnar, Seth, or do you think it's Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda? It's Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda. Really? They're, they're going to be, they're going to be billed as co-main events. Um, but I, yeah. I, I strongly, I strongly believe that Becky, Charlotte, Ronda is going to be the final match tonight. Well, if they do that final, they have to have Becky win. That's what's going to be interesting. It's like where the card placement is because yes. if that match is going Correct. on last, we know that Becky's winning. Like they're not right. ending WrestleMania with Charlotte winning. That is not a thing. There's no way they're going to do that. Right. Which, um, even Ronda at this point, because I think she'd get booted out of the building if she won that. So, yeah, I think that it's good for Becky. Like I feel like the crowd's going to erupt if they hear like Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins music. Uh, before the Becky match, because they know that Becky's winning. Because they'll know what's because... coming. Yeah, 
Right. Yeah, because I mean, it's a smart crowd at WrestleMania too. I mean, it's exactly like they know know this is going to work. Yeah, they're. That's interesting. So if it doesn't go on last, are you going to be nervous that Becky's not winning? I will be nervous, but I still think she's going to win. Okay, I don't think they're going on last. I think Lesnar. You think Randy Orton is going on last? I dare to dream. So here's my, can I make the case as to why I think it's going on last and just to get inside Vince's, so I'm going to get inside Vince McMahon's brain for a little bit and then I'm going to take a long 20 minute shower to get over just uh, the guy sits outside (laughs) uh, tanning salon staring at people um, scarily. Um, uh, So (sighs) Vince McMahon, I think in his mind, I think now that Roman Reigns is back, Seth is there. Dean's about to leave. I think the last visual he wants for this year's WrestleMania is the shield posing with Seth holding the title and them all celebrating together. I think that's the lasting yeah. visual he wants for this WrestleMania. I and think that's a I very think they're good point. Yeah. So I think that's what he wants. And I think no matter how much people like Becky, I think his lasting image, because I still think Roman Reigns is his guy. That's the one he wants to still be the face of this company. They're going to have Roman Reigns get involved in that main event. They're going to have Dean get involved and they're going to help Seth Rollins beat Brock Lesnar. And sure. With a big I shield think, power bomb to send off Dean Ambrose. If he is I indeed see leaving, because now there's some new, like he might not be leaving because Roman's back faster than anybody had anticipated. Yeah. So there's that to keep in mind because then that might not go on last because Dean decides not to leave and does renew his contract. So there's, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here. <laughs> For sure. But I just think that that's what Vince wants. I think he wants like, yeah. the fact that the Shield have gotten back together like 19 times in the last five years. That is who we think of as the biggest pieces in this company. Like that, that's just sure. who they've been built They're around. Among them like, sure. that's, yeah. Right. And I think if Vince thinks that this is the last time he might be able to do a big Shield moment, he's going to pull the trigger on that. And Sure, sure. I, I think that's what he wants. The fireworks and Roman and Dean and Seth to be hugging each other as Seth slayed the beast. Not cleanly though. There is absolutely no, they're gonna shield power bomb. No way. Yeah, they give him a yes. shield power bomb, man. They shield power bomb Paul Heyman and they shield power bomb Brock Lesnar. Boom. And then they like they do the whole um <laughs> the, the Tamina pin where they all jump on top of him and pin him together. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Luckily, it was Tamina who was pinned. And Naya, yes. um, but mostly Tamina. Yeah. What a spot, by Sorry, the way. Sorry, Tamina. Spots I feel so bad. It's just years. like, I don't know why. I don't know why. That could be her autobiography. Like, I, I don't know why. The Tamina, <laughs> the Tamina Snicker story. I don't know why she's still on my television. Um, yeah. No, I just, that's what I, I would bet on. So I guess right now, Gun to my head, I'm betting on Charlotte winning and I'm betting on Seth winning with help from the Shield. Is I feel like that's where they're going. Fair enough. I'm going with Seth winning and I'm going with Becky winning. And I do like I the think help. That's what we all want. Yeah. I want that too. But I don't think actually no, that's not true. I want Brock winning. I want Brock beating Seth Rollins clean <laughs> and then him walking to the back and just throwing the title at uh <laughs> at Vince McMahon again as the rest of the Shield just looks on in horror. As the uh, the Brock Lesnar era continues, that would be the best. As it happens again, <laughs> what if he f fived yeah. all of them? What if he f fived all three members and then pinned them simultaneously? And then Randy Orton comes out and RKO's him after all of it. No, um, there you what go. If he did that? Yeah, you you need you need to be like a prince of Saudi Arabia or something. You could you could totally absolutely book this not the money. We're gonna actually <laughs> cut all of that from this podcast. That is the most hurtful thing I've heard on this podcast, Andrea. Well, my the point is, if you, if you if you had the money of a Saudi prince, then you could just pay for mm. that and book it yourself. If you had that kind God, of cash, that'd be great. Oh yeah, to John Cena versus Randy Orton for the first time ever. Who'd miss it? Sure, biggest draw yeah. in pro wrestling history. Oh yeah, yeah, ever <laughs> biggest draw ever. Who wouldn't want to watch that? I, um, Who would? Bat- special guest referee Batista. Yeah, perfect. The stars of my favorite era, the ruthless aggression era that got me back into wrestling. Perfect. <laughs> Must see. 
Must see. All right, Andrea. We are, I think we have some differences, but that's what made this fun. I really do appreciate you taking the time tonight. I am excited for your new position at Fansided. I'm I'm very happy for you and I'm hoping for great things for you in 2019. Um, thank you so much for taking the time tonight. No, thank you for having me. And hey, you know what? It's pro wrestling. It's like the kind of thing where you don't, no one's right. You know what I mean? It's just stuff happens. <laughs> There's nothing, you know, it happens. <laughs> There you go. Just stuff happens. I think that's the pro wrestling threat. It's a good way of summing it up. Just stuff happens. Andrea, thank you so much. And uh, let's talk again soon. Yeah, anytime. It's a pleasure. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I uh, just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, I would really appreciate if you could take a second, leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at Chase underscore Thomas and like the Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Uh, thank you for your support and we'll be back another episode very soon. Thank you guys. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.